back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane. And with me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. No Steven this week, though. Yeah. Steven's off, so it's just just us two again. I've done one of these before. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We'll be. We'll, I'm sure we'll be okay. <laughs> It'll be an episode. We'll get through it. It'll be an episode. You started your new job, didn't you? I did, yeah. I'm wiped out. It was kind of a busy first day. Um... It was exciting. Uh, it's very different from what I was doing before. Uh, I, I, I guess that we've, uh, it's, it's public now, so I can say what it is. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, I accepted the opportunity to be the first uh, baseball coach of the University of Austin. Congrats. That's, that's huge. That, that's really great. Thank you. Thank you. It's a small program. Yeah, I'm really. I think they're going to be very competitive, though, in the the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, we're not really. Um, we're it's we're not going into the, our first season expecting a bunch of wins, uh, except on the um, ideological battlefield. Right. We're gonna do our best to defeat our opponents with facts and logic rather than uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as they start calling you Nazis, they've lost. I think yeah. that's a strategy yeah. that you could really lean into. Um, at least for those those first couple of years, as you kind of build up the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that it's also our, that is also our team name. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we're still in like the early phases of the program. We're still uh, recruiting. We're we're really focused on. Uh, we're the only school uh, that recruits primarily on uh, phrenology mm-hmm. rather than size or strength. And it's going to be a small program for the first couple of years, but we're, we're hoping we can grow it out into something respectable uh, and be competitive pretty soon. What's your coaching staff like? Have you have you hired anybody underneath you, like bench coaches or, you know, bullpen coaches, pitching pitching coaches, anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, we're in talks to bring in Michael Tracy as our first base coach. <laughs> okay, great. Yep. I, I'm, I'm looking for someone who's ideologically a little far apart for me. Um, for, for the bench coach, we want someone who... Uh, brings a lot to the table, um, but thinks differently from me. So we're getting different perspectives. Uh, I've put a feeler out uh, to Amy. Uh, have not heard back yet, but uh, fingers crossed. The visa stuff will be kind of tough, but we'll make it work. She's practically an American at this point, though. Yeah. So it's it's okay. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I would love to see a bench clearing brawl with uh, Michael Tracy involved, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- just getting like knocked over yeah threatening lawsuits at everybody yeah yeah that'd be wonderful <laughs> uh i guess we can we can talk about baseball here i think this yeah. is gonna be a pretty mailbag <laughs> if you yeah want. enough of enough of that goofery for now all right we are officially into the off season which means that the atlanta braves won the, <laughs> the world series they did it they gave us what we asked for last time which... all right well can congrats to them i guess yeah they uh they were like they were I mean they really were like the only consistent team <laughs> throughout the entire thing. Yeah, it's I guess I guess the Braves won. Nobody nobody will really care about this in a couple months. I think I think people are already don't really care. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> it was a particularly memorable World Series. Yeah. No, it was it really wasn't. Yeah. I think I'll I'll remember most from this World Series the uh, the parade bus flying down the parade route <laughs> at like 30 miles an hour while like a bunch of people are you know who who took time out of their day to go yeah. see took their baseball work. heroes yeah yeah and there's that video of the bus just like <laughs> flying by like probably above the speed limit 
Uh, that was that was really wonderful. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Mardi Gras parades would always do that when they got backed up and had to like catch up on the route. There'd be like two crews behind them, and, oh, sure. and, and parades would get delayed like forty five minutes all the time just because you know a, a truck a tractor would break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a singular bus that they cleared the whole r- r- route for. Just, yeah, just like barreling down the street, like like it, it'll explode <laughs> if they go under twenty five miles an hour. <laughs> You showed me right before we started this, the Dancy Swanson <laughs> catching a beer one handed, like just a great grab. Beautiful. That was, that was a great one. Almost like he, <laughs> almost like he catches balls professionally. Yeah. Right. It's really kind of an indictment of the other players. Cause he kind of reached out in front of everybody else and snagged <laughs> that one though. Like there was a bunch of other professional ball players that that beer was heading like, well, yeah, but, but he was, he's the captain of the infield. Sure. <laughs> so it's, it is, it is on him to, you know, he gets first dibs on, on grabbing those. He has the priority. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has the priority <laughs> on that. It was, I, I guess I'm, I'm glad Jorge Soler got the MVP. That was cool. Yeah. At least it was, at least it was him. And like a bunch of cool people got rings. Ron Washington got a ring. You know, they're, 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 they're not to be totally down on. There were some cool outcomes. I, I'm glad Jack Peterson got a second ring after kind of leaving the Dodgers. Um, Maybe not on the best terms. I, I you know, not getting a, it didn't an seem offer like from it. them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad for a bunch of the players. Don't, don't really care at all about the fans. Like, why they even have the parade in, in the city? Like, right. Just do that shit on the freeway outside Cobb County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just driving around various like Panera breads and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. That's that's the World Series. I don't care to say much more about that. No, Game Six was a stinker, so it's like who cares? Yeah, it, the, the whole thing really was like pretty much a stinker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was there was some other good series in this postseason, but this one really wasn't though. This World Series really sucked. No. And we've had some pretty good World Series lately, and that one just wasn't good at all. That's the thing. Yeah, I'd say 2019 was a classic. I would say um, yeah. 2020, 2020, 2018 were okay i didn't wasn't really blown away by yeah. that one uh 2017 though was like a pretty competitive series uh 20 20- game seven was the only game that wasn't any good yeah yeah in 2017 yeah and and you know i didn't like the outcome of 2016 but 25th it was it was inarguably a classic because it, for a lot of people and 2015 i think was right. my favorite world series in recent memory so it's it is a yeah. bit of a down uh come down after some after all those yeah bummer uh all right well i guess we can talk about some other stuff we're in the off season now this year's off season we're gonna be talking a lot about labor issues yeah <laughs> collective uh, bargaining agreements uh, I, uh, I know everybody we're gonna have guest george meany on to talk about. <laughs> good evening and i'm my guest is afl cio chairman george meany who will be discussing collective bargaining agreements. It's a pleasure to be here, Quasti. Let me be blunt. Is there a labor crisis in America today? Well, that depends what you mean by crisis. Collective bargaining agreements. Uh, ready for a classic batting around. That's what you come to a sports <laughs> podcast for. Yeah, that's what you come to a spo- sports podcast yeah. for, is, is uh, uh, intensive <laughs> yes. discussion of, of labor law. Anyway, we uh, there was a report uh, in The Athletic from... Evan Drellich and Ken Rosenthal uh, that said the players union sent back uh, their pr- proposal 
um, the the we we talked about a while ago. I think it was like in August. Mm-hmm. How the the owners, or Major League Baseball, whatever they sent they sent theirs, and it was really ridiculous. Like, ri- like drastically lowering the competitive balance threshold, instituting a, a floor, but like who cares if there's an effective salary cap that's really low? Making a free agency not start until twenty nine and a half. Ugh. Uh, a bunch of just really ridiculous shit like that. The players called <laughs> called that one uh, a non starter. Which is good to see. I'm happy to see the players not mm-hmm. really just accept, <laughs> no. accept this shit. Like, there's going to be somewhat of a fight. From the stuff we can see, the first proposal... Like, we don't have all the details of this, but we've heard it's pretty similar to the first proposal, which is good. Kind of sounds like they're holding their line a little bit. They want el- eligible for arbitration after two years instead of three, uh, which is more like what arbitration was when arbitration was um established right in, in major league baseball in like the mid 80s they set it to three and that was one of the things that like kind of started fucking over free agency when you have players for three years instead of two like that makes a huge difference in how the teams can uh manage their books manage their rosters they want the competitive balance threshold raised instead of lowered uh you hear this called the luxury tax Changes to revenue sharing, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, changes the way service time is calculated. That one's going to be a big one. Uh, there's, like, we see that all the time, how players get, you know, don't who are clearly ready for Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. uh, get, get left down until, you know, the middle of April or something because they don't want, because th- that's a way to just wring one more year out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bryant had a lawsuit about that. He ended up losing that one. Um, but, the, but like, there's a ton of players that just get dropped down, so they can basically mm-hmm. get a seventh year of service out of them. Yeah, Wander Franco is arguably like two years. He yeah. would have been ready. Yeah, like all right. all of last season, and then huge chunk of this season. Teams will just say like, "Oh, he need to he needs to work on his defense or some <laughs> other you know absolute bullshit like that." Yeah, no, like you guys just don't want to compete right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Bonuses for players who have yet to reach arbitration, uh, which, yeah, that sounds great, too. Like, you know, some guy having a rookie of the year season, winning, you know, winning MVP when they're pre-arbitration and stuff, just like that equals no extra money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Um, some players to be able to reach free agency sooner than six years, stuff like that. So there'll be more updates about this. They have to come to an agreement before December 1st otherwise there will probably be you know work stoppage but really like I don't know if that's I hope that ha- I mean I, I I want I want baseball to happen I hope they can come to an agreement but I want the players to stand their ground on this stuff yeah the, it, uh, I, I think a, a good line from the story was that it'll happen in the last 72 hours or not at all like I think that's right. probably the way to think about this like it's going to come down to the deadline or or there's going to be a work stoppage and it has to be said I think that the player uh rec- requests here that um are more reasonable and, and more seem more interested in to me in genuine negotiation rather than the owners um yeah who as as the players correctly pointed out just put out a bunch of non-starters that you can't even really negotiate from just because they're so absurd like the the 29 and a half free agency thing especially gets me like guys are increasingly called up at 21 or 22 like that would extend the the period for some of them well, I guess the I, I guess it, there would probably be some clause. I, uh, 
to hit free agency before 29 and a half. So scrap that. I'd, that was dumb. Is there, I, I assume. I, I don't know a, yeah. a, about the, the 29 and a half thing. I don't know. But I mean, that's that, that one was so just like on its face, ridiculous and mm-hmm. bad faith and obviously like not gonna, uh, not gonna be acceptable. Um, especially we're seeing now, you know, like teams don't like to give out big free agent contracts. If you are 30 yeah. or older, like they don't, they don't want to do that. So it would just be a, that would just be like basically the death of like free agency. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely ridiculous, and that's something that the league has been trying to do since the inception of free agency. They they gave up, you know, trying to kill it directly in the mid '80s, but then they, you know, figured out like, oh, we'll just set arbitration back a year. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll propose shit like this. I think. I mean, I think a lot of it too is they can say whatever they want, propose whatever they want, and if the players you know, reject it, there's going to be a bunch of people that will just be like, oh, these greedy millionaires and stuff. Automatically. Yeah, there's a lot of really bad attitudes, (laughs) really dumb attitudes that people have about player strikes and stuff. Just like anything that that disrupts it, they're just seen as, you know, greedy millionaires, which is a hilarious thing in this country, really, that... uh, that like you i mean now it's 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 pretty trite to bring up the millionaires versus billionaires thing that's that's really obvious but like america doesn't ever take any sort of like action against fucking millionaires really no. so like this is the one time that, that it's okay for <laughs> for these assholes to get mad at a millionaire it's the only time they're doing when like there actually is some sort of exploitation i mean obviously you can't feel like the worst for them when it's guys making millions of dollars there's obviously more important things but like that's the only time you'll get mad at people for making too much money in this country really <laughs> I, I really i think the attitude that bugs me even more is a lot of people will say it they will, will just say I, I don't care they're both they're both evil they both mm-hmm. suck because they both make a, a lot of money like no there really clearly is one side here that's yeah labor and one side here that's management exactly like, it's well compensated labor because they're unionized, yeah, uh, and have been for a very long time. But uh, uh, that 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 you know that middle of the middle of the road, both sides. I hate them both. I can't stand them both. Just shut up and play ball. Attitude just drives me nuts. That's it's because it's effectively siding with the owners is really what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's de facto. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have more on that throughout the off season. We'll definitely have Mark Normandin on this. He's been following this very closely and been writing about it. His newsletter is really great. Um, I just cribbed a lot of shit from him basically here. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Reds are tanking. Reds are clearly tanking, giving up. We got sure seems like even it. less competition in the NL Central. <laughs> yeah. At this point, like, there, when three of the teams uh, in the division are tanking, just scrap the whole yeah. thing. Just like... Let let Milwaukee d- move to the AL for the year. Screw it. Yeah, like they used to be. I would love to have them back in the uh, the AL Central. The Reds waved Wade Miley, the guy who was like one of their best pitchers throughout uh, this year. He put up three wins. Put up yeah, put up three WAR. Threw in fucking no hitter. Or was that last year? No, I think that, that was, was this year. Season wasn't it? All the fucking no hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the beginning. Of, it was towards the beginning of this year. Yeah, and then there, there was just tons of them at the beginning, and then just no more. 
Yeah, that was one of the two against Cleveland this year. Right. They trade Tucker Barnhart to the to the Tigers after Nick Castellanos opts out of the last uh, two years of, of the contract of the option that he had, uh, which would have been two years, $34 million. They extended him like the minimum qualifying offer, $18 million for one year, uh, which is clearly just, you know, get your competitive balance draft pick. Yeah, they, they know he's gone. Yeah. yeah, they know he's gone, but not even really trying to keep him. So they are just tanking fully now. So we have one more team to add to that list. Super fun. Yeah, which is embarrassing. Like they, they never, you know, they, they, they were taking as recently as uh, like two years ago, I think. Right. Like it, it, they, what? That's not a window. That's that's a porthole. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't get. I don't know. And they, they, they still have a lot of talented players, but like, why, why do you not take advantage of of being in the easily the weakest division in the game? Yeah, it's it really sucks. <laughs> and one of the things we bring it back to the collective bargaining agreement one of the things that the players had proposed in there the players association had proposed was uh that a team can't be in the top five draft picks of you know for three years in a row which uh <laughs> i think that's a great idea stop like at least somewhat prevent this sort of shit but i don't know if it would if it would actually really do it because i i don't think that a lot of these teams especially when you look at like the pirates or the orioles who don't seem really that interested in competing at all? I think they would just take that hit. Probably, yeah. Like, why, why, why would they be incentivized to, win, you know, to try to win more? Yeah, they'll just, they'll just be like, okay, fine, we'll get, we'll take, we'll take number six. That's that's fine. Which, like, there's a pretty big gap, I I think uh, between you know, <laughs> the, the the results from a number one prospect versus a a number six. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, like. There's there's usually one or two guys at the top of a a, a class who distinctly stand out. Uh, Adley Rutschman was one of them. For the mm-hmm. speaking of the Orioles, uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. <laughs> this really this really sucks. Just more teams doing this. All all of our Reds fans were uh, they they were they were kind of optimistic at, like in the, the first half of this season. That was that yeah. was kind of fun for them, but no. <laughs> just they're they're crushed again uh, <laughs> and which is we, we we do seem to have yeah, a lot really of uh, reds uh fans listeners and mutuals uh, i don't know why that is i guess every it's because like a third of twitter is from ohio but it's, it seems to be mostly yeah ohio yeah thank god it's not cleveland fans that we know a ton of <laughs> though no thankfully there's only two or three of them that we, that we know right let's see gold glove winners came out we that they were announced i don't think anything was super interesting about it other than the cardinals having five <laughs> winners which is pretty cool yeah i have not looked at the listings but the, uh that was the only one that i thought was the end which makes sense uh they were i think the, the best defensive team uh in the sport i think we, i talked about that extensively in um a previous episode goldschmidt won right i always like seeing that yes he did excellent yes he did you know what you know what i thought was kind of funny this week was looking through the players that got and didn't get qualifying offers. Mm-hmm. Qualify so qualifying offers for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, when you reach for free agency for the first time, there's a amount of money like a you know a per year value on the contracts that a team has to offer you. Otherwise, they lose a competitive balance pick in the draft. It's like a second round pick. I think it happens what like the end of the second round. I believe so. Yeah. 
Uh, so when a player is about to hit free agency, they, the team they're on has to offer them a qualifying offer of you know eighteen million dollars a year, or they the team will lose their competitive balance draft pick. Uh, but if the team offers the player that, and the player rejects that, the uh, the uh, another team ends up signing them, they that team that ends up signing them will lose their competitive balance draft pick uh, for that year. So you have something to lose if you sign somebody who was uh, offered a uh, qualifying offer but didn't take it. So it's just another way for like these teams to drive down prices because if a uh, player, you know, wants to get paid a bunch of get, wants to get paid here, but the, you know, teams that are, you know, looking to sign someone go, ah, well, we'd have to give up a uh, draft pick in order to sign this player. Um, it's just a way to drive down salaries. You, and you, it only happens the first time you become a free agent. And so it's funny, like looking through these these lists of uh, players that received them or didn't receive them. And it's funny seeing like Justin Verlander <laughs> and uh, uh, like Clayton Kershaw and like all these guys who have been around forever. And then you're just like, Oh yeah, I guess they never have been like a free agent. They've just gotten <laughs> extension after extension yeah. <laughs> until they do yeah. that. I think that's, that's, it's so funny to me that like Justin Verlander has a competitive balance <laughs> traffic attached to him. John Gray is was a surprising one to me. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it is surprising, but it is also like the Rockies. The Rockies yeah. front office does like does nothing but fuck up constantly. They might they might just not have known. They might have like set an, an outlook reminder for the wrong day or something. <laughs> like shit, we thought we had him for one more year. <laughs> yeah, so they yeah, they they didn't trade John Gray. They they're not offering him a qualifying offer like Man, they are they are a mess over there. I guess they were afraid he'd take it. Probably, probably. Grim. It is it is very grim. But like, I don't know. It's like, oh, he's, you're gonna sign for you're signing for eighteen million dollars instead of like the you know, thirteen or whatever he might get somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. Rodon, Carlos Rodon of the White Sox is another surprise, just because uh, he he was really good. Um, he was incredibly good, but he but I mean he really only was incredibly good for like this season yeah uh, still like i mean he probably doesn't take it because he probably thinks he can get he almost certainly can get more in a, a multi-year deal in free agency right you could at least get the the cbt pick off of him yeah like yeah that, that is probably, kind of surprising mm-hmm. probably overlooking something obvious about it but uh yeah weird well i mean the the white Sox, while they're not doing like a reds tank sort of thing they are still like a fairly cheap team for a team that's like their 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 competitive window is open now. Like it is it is yeah, wide wide open, and they're still being kind of cheapskates. It's almost uh it's almost like what Cleveland did for years. <laughs> it's not not quite as extreme, but it kind of like reminds me of that where it's like you are clearly at the top of this division right now, uh, especially with how the way that the Twins fell. Why, yeah, the, well, just just keep keep building it, but they're bra. I don't know. I, I, I can't see them, uh, like just going all in and spending, especially after they had kind of bigger off seasons the last, uh, last year. And- yeah. Yeah. I could see them adding like a, like a, a, a middle, like a, the, I think I'll probably add middle tier free agent agency guys. Um, mm-hmm. 
but no, no, nobody in the top. I don't. I don't think they're going to go after a girl like Carlos Correa or even like Nick Castellanos. They, I think they probably end up signing, maybe like Michael Pineda or something. Right. Like right. just that middle tier of, of free agents seems to be where they've hunted uh, in recent years, mm-hmm. to some success. In in fairness, um, yeah. Lance Lynn looks like an incredible signing uh, yep. after last after last season. Yep, for sure. Wow, we got we did some like actual little baseball talk and analysis there. Yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> Thanks for dragging me through that. Let's let's do mailbag though. We have a ton of mailbag questions. Excellent. I uh, got some from last week and a bunch of them, bunch of them left over. I have a lot of opinions left about uh, whether Odo should fuck. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Did you uh, did you listen to Tipping Pitches 200th episode? Uh, it's on my, it's on, I have it downloaded for my uh, commute, but I have not had time yet. I, I think we have to start beef with them now, as, you know, as nice as we've been <laughs> to them. Because someone suggested that they could kind of do our bit. And then they jumped on it. They they said like, "What Star Wars characters? Fuck, son of a bitch." So I think that we're gonna have to, like, you know, we're gonna have to start start beef here. I think the beef is officially on with tipping pitches mm-hmm. here. I, I'm okay with beefing. Uh, I'm always happy to beef, as you know. Um, yeah. That said, I, they can have Star Wars. That's hundred percent. That could be their thing. Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't ever really want to talk about Star Wars. So. No, 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 no. I n- never, ever, ever, ever do that. I no, I, I no. gave up arguing about Star Wars years ago. Um, that was that was a childish thing that I had let let kind of stay to continue into adulthood. I I was about to say, yeah. When I became an adult, I put away childish things. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we've already kind of covered this, but. There's part, but this is a question from last week, and there's part of it I kind of want to address. I can never pronounce this person's name. Please tell me how to pronounce your name. It's from our Discord. Uh, Nostrophiac. Mm. Uh, do we have some sense of what the sticking point is going to be for the strike next year? Like we already, we already kind of talked about that. You kind of get the idea from what we talked about. But, but then they also ask, like, is it just salary, or will minor leaguers be a bigger deal? Minor leaguers aren't going to be part of this at all. They're not part of the union. No, that's not how no. that's not how unions work. And I very much doubt the players' union would make that their number one issue, no. uh, or even their number five or six issue. Uh, no, and, not even close. And in their defense, uh, this is not a totally uncommon way for unions to operate. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, they have a duty to protect their members first, and that does not, unfortunately, include minor leaguers. I, I'm not defending yep. the practice at all. It's just a, a very common um, way unions think uh, yep. across all across all uh, unions, um, for better or for worse. In this case, for worse. But I I don't know if that'll be something that happens in the future, like how it will shake out. If like the players' union will extend the you know extend their membership to the minors, or if the minor leagues will have to create their own union. Don't know, mm-hmm. or if it will ever even happen at all yeah uh but it's not not definitely not in the cards this year like 100 no. percent not in the cards this year and w- i we would both be incredibly glad to be wrong on this point i would love to see for the sure major major leaguers fight for that for their inclusion we saw some of them wearing bracelets and talking about it which is more than we'd seen in years past but yeah. i i don't think that that's any indication that it's gonna happen this year no at kbo bat flips eight what are the odds Detroit picks up Correa and Verlander? Hinch has a connection to both, and I can see uh, JV wanting to retire back in Detroit. Can't stand the Astros, and I welcome both with open arms. 
I think there's a decent chance they pick up Correa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could definitely see them uh, making a, a splash in the free agent market. Their, their rebuild seems to be going in a very positive direction, and, and maybe they think they're ready to compete uh, next season, or maybe they want to sign the big star uh, who to be like their corner cornerstone, and Correa would be a great pick. Um, for sure. And maybe Verlander isn't looking for a three or four year deal. Maybe he's looking for a one year deal. Uh, and, and, uh, it, it could happen. Um, it's not impossible. Yeah. He's like 38 or something. 39. Yeah. He's old. Yeah. yeah. But he, I think something like, um, more than 15 teams went to see him, um, uh, throw, throw today. Um, I saw that news blurb. I didn't see if the tigers were on that list or not, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely competitive interest for him. So who knows? Like uh, he's a Hall of Famer for sure, but he's yeah. he's old. He's coming back from surgery. He hasn't pitched in a while, so I don't know. Maybe if he does really just want to retire, maybe. But I don't know. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. No, no. I think he, he probably wants to play for a competitor, and I don't. I don't think the Tigers are going to necessarily um, have a real shot at the AL Central next year, even if they do surprise, even if they do outperform. They're they're like on the upswing for sure. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if yeah. maybe if Correa signs there, it will. <laughs> it would be be a motivation for him to to sign back there. But yeah, who knows? Uh, let's see. Let's keep going with free agency train stuff here. Uh, at Burger Enjoyer, since Jock Peterson is now a free agent, where would you like to see him go next? Slash, where do you think he'll actually go? Um, and then this person, Burger Enjoyer, says that that is to ask who could use a bad bitch non-committal help with some of their postseason just a little i assume that's a song lyric and i don't know uh, yeah i don't I, I don't know either. um i i i think he's a guy that every team would benefit from having but not necessarily a guy very many teams want to give multiple years or a lot of at bats to i think he wants to still probably especially after coming up a world series win get paid as an everyday player and mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of organizations see him that way. I think they see him as a platoon guy mostly. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. He'd be an interesting one for the Tigers. Uh, yeah. He'd be like a veteran signing for them, and uh, they certainly have the money uh, and lack the free agent commitments to give him like a two or three year uh, deal. Uh, but I, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Um, I think he'd be a great fit in Miami, like personality-wise, culture-wise, with that young clubhouse. He, he <laughs> could be, be a leader in, in, in there and, and be kind of crazy and wild with them. Selling, uh, <laughs> selling all their young guys NFTs, like don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> nah, telling yeah. them they'll, they'll all turn their minimum wage salary into yeah. millions. Yeah. <laughs> Pigeon Eyes, our friend Lewis says yesterday i was in discussion about how david wright erstwhile met obviously threaded his eyebrows religiously this started between his graduation and his call up to the majors please wager please wager on a point at which he started and how many slurs he got called for it this counts as stats slurs per eyebrows (laughs) threaded s-p-e-t it was was like the mid-2000s when he got called up I think yeah. a guy a guy threading his eyebrows in the mid two thousands obviously it was probably a bigger deal than it is now, but like yeah. very likely to have been called like a metrosexual. Yeah, so that's what I was kind of going at. Is that it's it's is definitely he definitely got called a metrosexual more than I think he just like straight up got called a faggot. I bet. Mm-hmm. 
I think being called a metrosexual is worse. So I think I, we can <laughs> we can count that as a slur. Absolutely. But he pr- he probably got it. He got it at least a couple times a year. Like maybe aggressively called faggot a couple times, but like people in the clubhouse definitely like rib were like probably ribbing him about being a metrosexual or something. Yeah, I bet it happened. And I, th- yeah. I bet he could probably get away with it more in in New York than he could have if he'd been playing in like Kansas City or something. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. J.M. Trineski says, "What is the best MLB uni set overall, and why is it the White Sox?" I don't know if this means uh, like you know just the the one one single uniform that they have, or uh, you know a team, an entire team's collection of their mm-hmm. uniforms. Uh, White Sox are a good one, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they're my favorite. No, no, they wouldn't be my favorite either. Um, but they they are unquestionably a classic. Uh, they mm-hmm. have several uniforms that I think are great. I think a requirement for this question is that the team has to have a pinstripe uniform. See, I don't like pinstripes very much. Okay, yeah, that that, that that's fair. Uh, I think it's like a, a indelible baseball thing to have one, uh, but not every team does, of course. I get, like, I get it. I I don't care for pinstripes. I'm glad the Twins don't do their um, their home white pinstripes anymore. Don't care for, didn't care for those. They no, they they. I, I'm glad they died basically when the Metrodome did. Or it t- <laughs> took them a little bit longer for that to go away, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. The only team that has pinstripes I, I hate their pinstripe uniform but i like the rest of their uniforms so much as the brewers yeah i think they have i think they have really good good uniforms i love their uh cub scouts uniforms those but are I, classics I, those are really yeah, cool their pinstripe uniform is terrible though um yeah. padres pinstripes are good like on the the brown um, the yeah. brown one like i don't really hate solid. it on that i don't hate it on that they have the military camo though they do have the military camo though which is what kind of i think disqualifies them from that i think the dodgers uniforms are really nice but they are just like because they are just like very classic very elegant normal like not normal but like i think they're good but they Mm -hmm. they don't really make too much of a statement no and there's very little variation they only really have a a couple and they're pretty simple like they don't have any like they don't have like a funky uniform i think a team should have like a funky uniform right that's like a little different from everything else they do um, yeah like like the diamondbacks purple pinstripes is like a classic funky uniform that is i that i super like but mm-hmm. their red is so hideous i couldn't pick them overall that yeah. their red and black scheme is terrible uh i think my pick for best overall like across the board is the phillies they don't have a bad uniform they have a pinstripe that's red that's great and they've got the baby blues, which are killer, and also a little right. fun, a, a bit of a funky uniform compared to everything else they do. Their baby blues are fantastic. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that like red stripe down the shoulder and the sides, I think that's really mm-hmm. really good. That's yeah. I think my overall favorite though, if, as in like taking them all together, is the Orioles. Yeah, that's fair. I think the orange and black, orange and blacks a really good look. I like that they have that kind mm-hmm. of like three colored hat with like the white panel in the front. I think that looks really nice. Yeah, I think I think I'm going going Orioles on that one. That's a really that's good fair. One. They also uh, have the hat with the bird. Yeah, uh, on the hat, and the hat is its and the bird is itself wearing a hat with a bird on it. Uh, yes, which is an all time <laughs> great. It's a great gag. Uh, <laughs> that's what is that's one of the most like humor or like gags that you'd get from like a major league 
baseball team. Most of the time, minor league ones kind of stick with that. But like, I don't know, the Absolutely. Orioles one pulls it off. It's a lot more subtle. I think it's really good. Really, really Absolutely. love those. Yeah, they have a good one. I don't think okay. it could be my overall pick because I don't love the black uniform. Yeah, I get that. I just, I like orange and black as a combination a lot, though. It's a but, great combination, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're a, uh, I, I, I just think it's, yeah, it's good. It's good uniforms uh, setup that they have, but yeah. All right. Among active players, dream and nightmare blunt rotation. Oh, um, I wouldn't want to smoke weed with anybody who plays baseball. I don't think that'd be a particularly right. interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe Votto. I think it'd be fun to smoke up with Votto. Um, I think you, you could talk to him about like other stuff while you're really high. Yeah, that would probably be fun. Like you yeah, could get, but like, like get really high and have like Joey Votto explain chess to you. <laughs> I think that'd, that'd be, be like, pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, but most players would just be like, "Am I going to talk about fucking Fortnite with them? I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think dream blunt rotation. I don't think there's anything there. I think there's plenty of opportunities for nightmare blunt rotations, though. Oh sure, yeah, getting yeah. like lectured about how the uh, COVID is the about, about the pandemic that that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think even, guys, yeah. Yep. And I think even if you just like got rid of all of the like, you know, oh, conservative <laughs> reasons <laughs> to, to not, uh, or like the, all the conservative guys telling you, talking to you about the yeah, pandemic or, um, or January 6th or whatever. I, I think even if you like got rid of that, there's still plenty of room for like really nightmare blunt rotations. I think like, just all of the super intense, the guys who are like relievers that are super, super intense when they're on the mound would just be terrible to smoke weed with. Like, yeah, I'm sure Liam Hendricks is like a cool guy, but like, I feel like you just like get him high and it just be a nightmare. So like, I think, I, I think like if I'm, if I'm just like trying to like David Lynch this out and have the like really bad, uh, <laughs> really bad <laughs> vibes, it would be like Liam Hendricks and then like, Taylor and Tyler Rogers are there, but they're dressed Ooh. like the the twins from Spring Breakers. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be that would be like really really set it off into something terrible. Um, but just all those guys like like Paul Seawald and stuff who are just like super intense when they're on the mound. I think that would be just awful, be, an awful time. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, and I'll, I'll just to uh, answer the question. I think the, my dream rotation would be. Um, uh, Joey Votto, Sean Doolittle, um, Andrew McCutcheon. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, just seems like the three coolest guys in baseball. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, Rowdy Burns. I'm virtually a fan-free agent because I really hate the A's organization. Can I just bandwagon and pick the Padres as my new team? Yes. Yep. Uh, if, you've, if you've ever listened to this show before when we've talked about this sort of stuff, uh, you will know that we are all about just bandwagoning or you know just uprooting and picking a new team you should not ever feel like you have to just root for a team because you have to um there's no there's no honor in that <laughs> no, uh, a lot no. of us are just stuck in our ways like steven when we talked about this he'll just be like nope i have philly brain disease it will never go away uh that parasite is just like in his brain mm-hmm. it will never go away but Hey, if you are that annoyed with the A's, and the A's is probably, like, the organization to be annoyed with right now, them and the Rays, really, um, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a fan of them, just, yeah, just go ahead. Pick the Padres. That's a great choice. Go, they're, yeah. they're fun right now. Just go, just go be a Padres fan. That's fine. And if that doesn't work for you, fuck it. Go be a fan of somebody else. Who cares? 
Yeah, uh, baseball is entertainment. It's not, uh, a, a, as much as we joke about uh, taking it super seriously, uh, it's, it's, it's a TV show that you watch yeah. for seven months a year. Um, and if you're not into it, turn it off and watch Succession instead. Yeah, right. All right, now we're getting into uh, more of our bread and butter here. In Star Trek Voyager's One Small Step... Okay, this is from Greg M. <laughs> In Star Trek Voyager's One Small Step, Season 6, Episode 8, a minor plot point is that the New York Yankees win the 2032 World Series in six games. Unless the Yankees win a World Series between now and then, it would be the longest stretch in Yankee history without a championship. Will they win one before 2032? Uh, yeah, uh, 11 years? Yeah, it's possible. There's... I mean, they have. Uh, I I think they have a better than average chance at it. But yeah, I think the way that the the Yankees have been running stuff, it's not like the Yankees teams of the past where they were just like spending more money than everybody else. Now they like try to stay underneath the uh you know the the luxury tax. They mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not as distinguishable from every other team like they used to be. I mean, like not every team spends up to that cap, <laughs> but. The Yankees don't go over it. They don't like. They don't just spend and spend and spend, kind of like they used to. Uh, but they definitely have as good a chance as anybody else who is consistently yeah. is at the top of that payroll, like like the yeah. Dodgers or um, really like the Dodgers. Who else is at the top of the payroll consistently? Um, Phillies are pretty up there. Phillies are usually up there. Um, Astros are up there. Astros but, have been up there since yeah. the uh, tank, but I think they could probably tank again before they try to maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cubs are were there for a while, but not anymore. Padres are there now, but um, haven't been recently. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, their odds are roughly as good as the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, you can better get it. than most. Yeah, I haven't seen Voyager though. It's not very good. That is funny that that's a plot point. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Lund, our my friend Cooper here. Two part question from me and Amy. Uh, Klingons have two sets of everything, right? Including two sets of genitals. Are there? I don't know if they ever point out that they have two sets of genitals, Cooper, but we'll go along with your question here. Are there redundant dicks stacked or side by side? And uh, if they have four testicles, or is two enough for a warrior? Uh, I think they probably have the, the one dick uh, in the normal dick spot, and then another one that's like hidden somewhere that they can deploy in, in an emergency. Because, like, they, they would evolutionarily evolve in such a manner as to be able to use it like a weapon. Yeah, I, I was thinking it's kind of like a take-a-ticket thing, you know, where if, like, it gets pulled off, then another one just, like, sprouts out from behind. Exactly. Like, like it's, it's laying in like, wait. Like shark teeth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when they lose when they lose that dick, then the new one is, like, bam, it's right there. Yeah, which they ha- which has to happen a lot. They're always, you know at war fighting or dueling yeah logically it's eventually you're gonna lose your dick someone's yanking a dick off or cutting a dick off for sure yeah yeah Uh, absolutely uh, it really does have to suck for klingon trans women to have to get the surgery twice (laughs) but then there's there's that much you know more material there for you to to work with you can just get all the sensitive shit yeah there you go head history bro what measures should be taken to prevent tanking in baseball or something something star trek conversation uh, you're watching DS9 too, right? You're going through it again. Yeah, I, I uh, I've been less consistent in the last week or two, but I had a good stretch there where I was revisiting uh, the show. I think I might actually finish up um, Discovery first, just because I I hate Discovery less than I thought. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might give Discovery another chance at some point, but I'm like going through DS9 again, like watching every episode. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, I, I the only one I skipped is that first season episode where they get transported into that game that like you know some aliens bring to Quark's bar. Really terrible episode, but that's like the only one I skipped. But now I'm like uh, almost at the end of season four. And like God, season four rocks. It's so good. Season four is really good. That's like where it's really rolling, fi- firing on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's still a dead or two, but it's it's pretty 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 rare. Like that one where Bashir is like in a coma or something. I think it kind of sucks. I think I, I'm pretty sure it's season four. It takes like twelve episodes before there's like a bad one though, or one that's just not very good. And it's one where like, oh, it's another one of those like Odo's in love with Kira episodes. You're like secretly uh, in love yeah. with Kira. Those aren't very good. Um, but no. one thing that I that I've been thinking about that I wanted to bring to you is the question of like who is the most just like punished person on DS9? Like I think like Odo, Garrick, uh, O'Brien, all just like kind of get fucked over a lot, or just like kind of have shitty lives <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like I think it's definitely O'Brien. Like that's kind of the yeah. joke, the meme is that O'Brien's the most punished guy on earth, but. Um... I think there's also a case to be made for Odo. Mm-hmm. I think actually um, I, I, I am now anti-Odo. I've been thinking about this in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's a collaborator. Um, he is, yeah. He worked with the Cardassians, and uh, the correct moral thing to do uh, would have been in the first episode of the show for Kira to uh, string him up by the neck and give him uh, the Bajoran uh, hello. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, he was he was a collaborator. He never really had like a home though. But he but he was. It's not like he was like I'm loyal to the Cardassians. He just kind of was going with whoever was there, whoever was willing yeah, to just okay. kind of take him really, in. That didn't really save anybody in in Vichy France either. No 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying that like oh it's good <laughs> you're working with the Cardassians here, but like yeah no he is he is just kind of a pathetic dude. And any anybody that like catches feelings for Luxana Troy, like that's really fucking pathetic. That's grim. Yeah. Yeah, really sucks. Just like she's like the most horny, just terrible <laughs> old woman that there. <laughs> there is. It's hard not to skip her episodes when I go through. Not Star my Trek favorite. Again. Yeah. I, I oh, especially uh, the TNG ones. She's just fucking grating. No, I can't I cannot do it. Stand her. <laughs> I can't stand her. I don't know. I think Gar- Garrick's life kind of sucks too, though. Like he constantly in pain. He's yeah. He's exiled from from his home where he wants to go back. He's like, I'm stuck on this fucking cold ass space <laughs> station all the time. Like there's that episode where you find out that he's like like dying because uh, he had a pleasure like <laughs> like a pleasure machine in his brain to help him get through torture. And since like he was on, since he hates DS Nine so much, he just like activated it all the time, and it was just killing him by like yeah. by like releasing all of these uh, you know pleasure chemicals like way too much. <laughs> I think his his life kind of sucks too. Yeah, yeah. Like like if if I were stranded in a place where I was constantly cold all the time and it was too it was way too bright, I, I'd be pretty miserable. Um, like uh, like an office job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'd really grow to hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I stepped on your punchline there, but yeah. I, I, I also, I would also take a, a, a pleasure enhancer. It's, it's called, um, Kratom. 
Uh, I was going to say it's called, uh, um, I'm blanking on the name of the one I take. Um, uh, it's called Adderall. Adderall, there you go. Uh, uh, no, it's, I take it, Buprion, uh, Wellbutrin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good luck editing that. Uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, I, it's got to be O'Brien though. Like, he's constantly getting like imprisoned or like you know imprisoned in his mind for twenty years. Tortured <laughs> Just, or like they'll tortured. They'll, yeah. His he'll he'll be cloned and then the clone is like super paranoid or something. Yeah. It's like really terrible. <laughs> uh, or left behind on a planet. Like it just it's he he goes through it. Also, like he's in kind of a weird marriage. Like Keiko, yeah. I don't know. They they don't seem to always get along great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's tough for him out there. I think that's gonna be all we'll have for this episode. We're running up on time here, so uh, good stuff. We got our we got our Star Trek talking. Of course, had to do that. We really got to do the baseball episode soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a ton of plans for off season episodes. I have a bunch of bunch of episode ideas planned out we definitely will be watching that baseball episode maybe other ones too thanks for sticking with us through this off season we we will still be be here regularly uh <laughs> yeah we're we're not going anywhere um we're gonna do talk about something probably more star trek than ever um, yes but it'll be good <laughs> it'll be fun. all right talk to you next week bye